Oh, hey, I'm March. Flynn. Keller. Oma. Shreya. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. Previously, you all had ventured across borders. You guys had gone from the the nation of Ondale, where a massive river battle had ensued, and crossed the river and entered into Kaldur. Some of uh, this being the first steps into Kaldur ever. Some um, returning from this nation. You guys crossed the border and trekked south for quite a bit. Um, trekking into this marshy swampland and eventually finding a path through the swamp. You guys were headed to Blackpool where you guys are trying to discern where these crystals came from, their origins and sort of what the story is behind them. You guys know a little bit of their backstory, but you guys are trying to get a full picture. You guys had traveled down this wooden path, these wooden slats rotting beneath your feet as you guys are traveling about six inches above the waterline of this swamp. After traveling for a little bit, the sun set behind you um, as the trees sort of uh, took away the light of the sun and this mysterious fog began to roll in, not seemingly magical, but just very eerie and, and filling your lungs with this, with this hot, damp atmosphere. You guys finally arrived at the city of Blackpool, but you wouldn't really even call it a city. It's more of a a ramshackle town with wooden buildings on on your left and right. Everything lifted on a platform about half a foot off of the surface of the water to keep everything as dry as it possibly can. But you can still see that mildew and rot is making its way into some of the wood. You guys got there and you guys immediately saw the ruins of this warehouse that... Oma and and March seemed to know pretty well. You guys went over and you guys searched through the rubble, but it seemed that everything was already picked clean. All of the the things that you were looking for, any clues were already removed in this last week since Oma and March had been here. Flynn had noticed a old dwarf who was sort of posted up in a doorway. And as Flynn went to go investigate and sort of ask the locals about what happened, he discovered that this old dwarf was a sort of fortune teller and that he knew things about the past, present, and future that normal people probably wouldn't know. He went and he asked about uh, some of his companions, some of his family, and some of his his personal life, asking for reassurance of sort of the things that were going on in his personal world. Um, but then once leaving the uh, the confines of that room, was scolded by Olma for not asking about the task at hand of the crystals. Um, but still, when you guys all attempted to go in, Kalik was seemingly barred from entering, his vision going completely blurry and being cast out of this fortune teller's home. You guys then went on um, having your next clue being at a tavern just down the way called the Hidden Spade Tavern. When you guys walked in, you saw two hooded figures at the bar talking to a dwarven um, hostess 
who was sitting behind the bar and telling them that she does not accept hollow guard there. So as you guys step in, the hooded figures are still facing her away from you guys, the bar directly across the room from you. And she says, I'll tell you again, we do not accept any hollow guard here. You have made enough damage to this city, and I do not appreciate you guys coming through and picking through the, the bones and the rubble that is left here. So I would very much appreciate you all leaving. And without saying a word, they both look at each other, silently nod their heads, and turn towards you guys. As you they turn, you guys are right in the doorway seeing this happen. What would you guys like to do? They're in the middle of turning. I would like to sneak behind Trya. Okay. Um, make a stealth check. <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Um, just sidestep. Just sidestep <laughs> behind him. Okay. What are you doing back there? <laughs> Damn it, Trya. <laughs> shh, shh. I don't see the okay, problem. They turn around and their hoods do not come up from the direction will... that they're facing. Uh, I will Yet. step in front of uh, Oma. There's not much I can do for March, <laughs> but I'm at least going to, like... Are we able to see, like, their faces, or are we able to identify, like, what they look like in any yeah. way? Um, Kellick, I'm going to have you make... I'm going to have you make a performance check um, to sort of act nonchalant as you're trying to hide this child. Um, and, March, I'm going to have you make a... You're just trying to see if you can see inside the hoods, right? Yeah, okay. like I, yeah, I make don't want to remove myself from Okay. It's a 12. Okay, a 12. Oh. And it's under the desk. <laughs> oh. Hang on. Uh perception came out to 18. 18. Nice. Um so you look under these hoods um, and you see that um, you it, it's mostly covered in shadow, but um, you sort of get a good angle and you look and you can see um, a couple tufts of fur coming out from one of the um, cloaks. You can see this um, white and black spotted fur. Um, the, the white is almost matted and muddy and, and almost turned brown, but you can tell that at one point it was probably white. Um, and you can just begin to see sort of a feline muzzle um, underneath, sort of that, that iconic um, cat-like nose coming down into the bridge of a mouth. Um, you don't see beyond the nose and the mouth, though. On the other um, hooded figure, you see something a little bit different and you see little like pieces of wood coming down and forming the jaw. And you can see above that a metallic upper lip sort of coming into a metal face plate. Um, almost reminiscent a little bit of those iron guards that you guys had uh, faced at the um, underneath the keep of, or underneath the tomb rather of the red wolf. Um, but it, this looks a little bit more polished and there, it, it's more upright and it walks more humanoid than, than those other metallic iron guards. They were very mechanical and moving in, in very precise patterns. This looks a little bit more fluid as it walks. Um, but they, they continue to walk. And as they walk, let me roll for these guys. 
Okay, as they walk, um, they probably would have seen Olma if she was just hiding behind Shreya, but with the addition of Kalik then stepping in at the last minute and sort of making that extra cover, um, they don't seem to notice you guys um, specifically as they push their way past. They don't even seem to take you guys into consideration as they walk past out the doorway and past your line of sight. Were we able to determine how tall they were in any way? Oh, yeah, sure. Were they as like, tall as me, shorter than me, anything um, like that? One of them was, uh, if if we're taking, let's take Kalik as sort of a uh, uh, height uh, reference. One of them, the the um, feline creature was slightly shorter than Kalik, and the one with the wooden jaw and metallic faceplate was slightly taller, but only by maybe two inches at most on either side. You see, March? See how easy it was to just block someone's view? Huh? Just next time, I need that from you. That's all you have to do. Just stand there. Say nothing. Don't make a fuss. Yeah, Shreya, say I'm nothing. I'm going to actively roll my eyes at Kalik and make sure that I emphasize that eye roll to an umpteenth degree. I can tell from your expression that you're hearing what I'm saying, and I appreciate it. And I'm going to uh, make my way into the, into the tavern a little further. March? Uh, yeah. Do you think they were looking for us? I don't know, but I think we should just lay low, keep quiet, and maybe get into this tavern and just get a room for a night. Okay. Yeah. How big is this yeah. place, DM? Um, this is actually a, a fairly small tavern. Um, it's only about oh, probably 20 feet by 20 feet. Okay. Oof. And it's it's made even smaller by um, the numerous tables that are like crammed into here. There's like as much seating as possible trying to, to be in here as well as the bar coming off of the wall. It does feel a little bit claustrophobic with the amount of stuff in here. Um, and who is the, uh, the the barkeep that was yelling at these hologuard guys? Um, yeah, at this point you see um, a dwarven woman, um, bright red hair, bright red beard, as she is um, wiping the countertop at this point, sort of trying... It looks like she's like sort of in a huff about these hologuard coming in, and it looks like she's just trying to keep herself busy with work at this point. Uh, I'll approach, and... Uh... Um, say, uh, I, it's, uh, the afternoon. Yeah, is that accurate? Or is it, like, in the middle of the morning? It's, it's just cresting into night, actually. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you That's guys have traveled. That was my third guess. You guys, <laughs> you guys had traveled for most of the day to, uh, get to Blackpool. Right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Good evening, ma'am. Oh, how are you? Uh, doing fine. Uh, we've been on the road a bit. Uh, we just arrived uh, uh, this evening. Uh, you getting uh, trouble from uh, Hologuard? Oh yeah. Uh, excuse me about that. Um, I, I've told them many times that uh, they can't uh, come in here anymore. They're not welcome, and they seem to persist and persist. I. Uh, that seems to be the. I'll sort of cast a glance over toward <laughs> my my Hologuard compatriots. <laughs> they are uh, a persistent bunch. Uh, to be sure. Well, I'm, uh... I'm, seems like you've uh, taken the, the right approach in reprimanding them. 
Well, I found that uh, beyond the intimidation that they bring, they can't really enforce too much over here. Um, so I, I try to uh, just sort of stand my ground. Some of the other shopkeeps haven't really uh, uh, gotten the, uh, the the wherewithal to do it yet, but I'm trying to, to keep them out of our uh, keep them out of our town. Uh, do they not? Uh, forgive me if this is uh, too big an ask. I, uh, we're uh, we're just uh, travelers, so I'm uh, we're keeping everything at an arm's length. Uh, but uh, do they not have any stake in in the the war going on? Is there not some benefit for your you know community here to have uh, ties with such an organization? Well, uh, as far as I know, Hologuard isn't really a part of uh, any sort of the military structure of Kaldur. Um, they're sort of an independent organization. Um, and I know that they've, in recent months and recent years, been uh, sort of taking advantage of the distraction of the war and uh, sort of doing their thing as they um, as they are pillaging and, and, and stealing from other people. And the war is, is a good distraction for that, I would say. Right. Uh, that makes sense. Well, uh, uh, we are, uh, my uh, friends and I here are looking for uh, uh, some lodging for the evening. Uh, do you have uh, rooms available? Oh, we actually, we actually, uh, every once in a while we get this question, and I'm afraid I'm always embarrassed to say, but uh, we don't really have much lodging here as we don't get too many travelers. But uh, I, I always offer, uh, uh, I've got a bit of a personal quarters here as uh, some of my children have left uh, Blackpool to uh, pursue whatever else they're uh, pursuing out there within the world, their adventurous hearts may be. Um, and so I do, I do have some personal lodging that I would be able to afford you and uh, perhaps a few of your compatriots if, if you would be so willing. Uh... Sure, we uh, we've uh, we've we've been roughing it. Uh, I think uh, whatever accommodation you can provide would be uh, of value to us. Well, I can't say much about uh, my home, but uh, I, I do think it's better than roughing it. Uh, very very little isn't. Um, while Kellogg is talking to this uh, barkeep, uh, you said there's a lot of furniture and, and setup in this house. Flynn will be trying to use it as, like, a distraction and try to look for stuff. He's not sure what he's looking for. He just remembers hearing from the fortune teller that this is where we need to be to find, like, a clue. So he's, like, lifting cushions, moving the tables, flipping through the books, but trying to, like, do it, like, non-discreetly, but trying to use it as an opportunity to, like, see, is it maybe under this cushion? And is, like, looking around, trying Mm -hmm. to, like, moving, moving stuff, peeking, being nosy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As you are moving around, it's like it's at the point where you almost in order to pull a chair out from a table, you almost have to move two other chairs <laughs> out of the way in order to get that chair out. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you're moving around, make an investigation check. <laughs> All right. I'll have um, Alma will be making her way up to Kellick and the tavern keeper. Okay. I only got a nine. Only got a nine. Yeah. Okay, well, as you <laughs> rolled a nine, um, actually not that hard to find. Hey, okay. Um, as you are looking around, you're you're like looking under. There's like these um, these sort of uh, really ragtag pillows and sort of cushions on each of these seats. And as you peel a couple of them up, um, there's like crumbs and stuff and 
the the pillows some of them seem to have just gotten damp from the atmosphere here in the swamp um and you see a couple of them that are you know a little bit newer and you're like lifting these up and you're not you're not finding anything and as you look over to Kalik for just a moment you see past Kalik past the uh innkeeper or the sorry the tavern keeper and you see up on the back shelf um she has sort of different bottles of alcohols and um, different like dried food items, cans and jars of dried fruit and dried meats. And um, you can see one of these um, very, it looks like a very nice glass bottle filled with a dark alcohol, perhaps a whiskey. Um, You see it's resting um, on a vibrant purple little pillow. Hmm. Um... If I'm standing next to someone, Alma, March, Shraya, I'll give him a nudge and just point at it. I think that's what we need. So, um, I'll maybe Alma, because she's probably my height. If I can, like, slide up to her, just be like, Hey, I think that's... See that pillow? Yeah, I, I see it. I don't know, it's just calling to me. What do you... What do you, what do you want me... Oh, do you think that's the pillow? I, I don't know. Maybe. Better than these, and I hold I up mean, one of the ones. <laughs> Marge said it was purple, but I don't know how I'm supposed to get it. It's behind the bar. Well, let's get a room, and we can talk about it with the group. But she just said there's no room. Did she said there's like... How much are we uh, talking for the for the room, uh, uh, the, the one room I'm uh, assuming uh, that's available? Oh, um, how much do they normally charge for a room <laughs> per night? Well, uh... How does, uh, 20 silver, uh, sound? Uh, yeah. Hey, sounds great to me. Uh, then, uh, that'll be what it is. All right. Um, I saw that there's a bunch of, um, like, rubbish over in the corner. What used to be there? Oh, that used to be a warehouse for the, uh, the Banuk tribe. Um, they would bring uh, shipments through, and this was sort of be a, a, a waypoint, a stopping point from uh, mostly the uh, the uh, shipping through Kaldur. Um, before the war started, I know that they were shipping. Uh, this was sort of a waypoint for uh, shipping from country to country, but obviously that's come to a bit of a stop after um, all of the fighting broke out. So it mostly takes things from, uh, from outpost to outpost here in Kaldur. Wow. What happened? Oh, there was a fire. Um, it, it was actually wow. sort of an interesting story because we don't get too many fires here. We, uh, I, uh, the whole town is made of wood, but uh, because of the the atmosphere here and sort of the uh, the wet nature of everything, um, there's not too many fires that sort of spontaneously happen. So um, some of us have been talking, and we think it uh, it was part of a shipment um, that came through, and 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 there was possibly some some chemicals that were in there that mixed the wrong way and uh, sort of started this fire. But there's there's really no way to tell now that everything's ash and everything else is been taken away that sounds like a perfectly reasonable reason that a fire might happen sometimes <laughs> things just blow up <laughs> sometimes they do and and chemicals you know alchemical ingredients are absolutely um um combustible so sure. sure and between you and me i've heard some rumors that uh that Kaldur has been uh, experimenting with different uh, different chemicals and different technologies that uh, 
could possibly do something like this. That's that's the word around town, though. Ooh, Kaldur's experimenting? Yeah, but that's all fine. evidence of that has been for long, the war? long taken away. Yes, definitely for the war. But all the evidence for that has been wow. taken away at this point. Well, did everything burn up in the fire, or, or, or did people get some stuff? Like, did you get anything nice? Oh, I was actually able to uh, to get something nice after everyone else had uh, 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 taken everything away. There were uh, uh, some members of the uh, the army of Kaldur who came in, and and I think they were looking for something specific. But uh, they they were oh, sort of they rummaging were probably through. looking for their chemicals. They were probably oh, trying to prove that it wasn't them, right? Most certainly. I mean, and they uh, they were looking for something specific, and uh, they they took as much as they could as sort of I think partially evidence um to see what had happened to it um so they 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 were sort of shipping things away but then uh after that the some uh some of the shippers from the banuk tribes started to come by and you know they were they came by and they were all in a huff because um the uh, the kaldur was taking away all of their shipments and and everything and uh they weren't taken too kindly to that as uh their their trade wasn't uh evidence for them so uh they took everything that they could uh back to they've got a uh, another warehouse just east of here another warehouse just east of here is this the the banuk tribe uh owns the warehouse is that what i'm to understand Yes, the Banuk tribe has uh, different shipping outposts all over Kaldur, as, as, and uh, actually they they actually have some more a little bit in secret over in Ondale and Gunboldir, um, and even even um, a couple over in uh, the Freywood. Uh, I know that they have one set up over in Ilgard, um, but uh, yeah, they they transport all over the world. Now what town is 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 just east of here where there's a warehouse? It's not a town. I've never been to this town. It's sort of in the oh. in middle of nowhere. Um, you wouldn't know about it if you didn't live here and know that uh, some of these members of the Banuk tribe come by and um, request libations and, and drinks and, and things of that sort. Um, so they uh, they come by, but uh, you wouldn't really know it if you didn't live here. Wow. Sounds super, super sneaky. <laughs> I'd say so. They, they use this... Uh, <clears throat> this warehouse over here for uh, more uh, general items um, but I know that they've got some uh, some some spooky stuff going over at the uh, the other one they've got uh, it's a it's definitely smaller and so they they take their uh, sort of higher paying customers uh, and their higher security items over to that one wow and uh, how do they get on with you uh, is it as hostile as the uh, hollow guard or oh no not the... at all we've uh, we've actually come to, to have sort of a symbiotic relationship um, I'd say one of the only reasons that this town is still afloat is because of the trade that comes by um, and and the uh, the money that flows through from the Benuk tribe well I'm glad you guys are still here ah, so am what, I I wouldn't know where I would go warehouse? I'm sorry what was that what, what did you get from the warehouse? Oh, it wasn't much. I just went over and I was just sort of investigating around and seeing what I could find, see if I could find any goodies. All I could find was this uh, this little uh, sort of like a padded pillow. Um, I thought it looked kind of nice, um, but uh, it's re- it's really not that much. And she... Uh, what, did it, what, what made you think it looked nice? Oh, it just sort of looked like it was... Uh, uh, made very well. I, I've got sort of a soft spot for, for good craftsmanship. So uh, 
Mm, uh, I can tell. Yes, my mother. My mother was uh, an incredible seamstress. Um, her and and my father would uh, make these these beautiful tapestries and textiles, and uh, they uh, they made all of our clothes as as children growing up. So um, I, I sort of thought of this and thought of my parents as I as I got it. Oh, I love that. I'd love to see it. Oh, most definitely. I have I have a passion for for a good seams as well. Let me go get it for you. And she uh, walks over, and behind the bar, she's got one of those um, sliding ladders that sometimes you see in libraries. Um, and she slides it over, rolls it over to um, where the pillow is on the bar, and she climbs up and she grabs it off of the top shelf grabs the glass bottle, puts the whiskey back down, and comes back down with the pillow, puts it on the counter and says, it's this one right here. It's got a little bit of a scorch, um, but uh, for the most part, I think it's it's pretty much intact. And you can see at this point, it is a um, just uh, probably about five inches by four inches. Um, this nice little pillow. Um, you can see some scorch marks in one of the corners where it's sort of melted and, and been burned away, but it's got this nice, like, golden filigree around the outside of it. Um, are there any distinguishing marks on it? Um, it looks like there's like, the gold on the outside sort of forms these flower patterns, um, but besides that, it's it's a little purple pillow. Wow, it's so pretty. Um, and I want to run my hands over it, over the pillow. Do I feel anything out of place? Um, if I squish it just a little bit, do I feel anything inside of it? Um, yeah, make an investigation check. Eight. Eight. Um, as you are sort of pressing into the pillow, um, you sort of... Uh, nick yourself a little bit with a splinter that's been sort of lodged deeper within the pillow, um, just like this little wooden splinter. Um, and, and as you pull your thumb away, you, you can kind of see some of the wood residue on there. Um, but besides that, nothing unusual about the pillow. Ow! I'll be careful, Oma. I stick my thumb in my mouth. Um, it's really pretty. Hey, March, does... You know, I think I've seen something like this before. Does it look familiar to you? <laughs> wink, wink, <laughs> wink. I'm going to kind of just look over and go, like, as nonchalantly as, as I can go. Uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like I may have seen a few of those and then try and go back to, like, just blending into the background as much as possible. You're large and green. I don't think you can blend. Or you're large with green hair. I'm trying, I'm trying. We all watch as March steps backward and, and, and bangs her shoulder on the door. That's too thin for her. I'm, I'm basically like trying, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to like observe, like pretend that I'm like into the architecture of the place. Like, ooh, I really enjoy those crown moldings kind of thing. Like as making it so that I'm as just not... Like as blended as I as I possibly can. Try <laughs> witnessing this uh, strange behavior but, in front of him, uh, and has also been like sweeping little like droplets of mist and building like moisture and like flickering his feathers, uh, just trying to keep as dry as possible. Uh, has been waiting patiently, but uh, his patience is starting to wean, 
and suddenly bellows forth after all the niceties. I don't know if I've been able to hear any of the niceties, but... Is our business here almost commenced? I grew tired of this desolate, decrepit place. Very loudly, by the way. <laughs> I, uh, give the... <laughs> give the bartender a coy look and <coughs> just say, don't mind him, he's been on the road for... For a while with us, he's just, just tired, knackered, bit hungry. You know how. I understand that. I've actually got some food prepared. If hey, uh, Mr. Bird, would you like some food or possibly some drink? <laughs> hey, Mr. Bird, what you think? I, who? I sort of walk forward. I do have a name. What's your name? Uh, my name is Angela Nightborn. Greetings. I'm Shreya. How do you do? What's your name? Shreya. Very nice to meet you, Shreya. You wouldn't happen to have, uh, you mentioned food. You wouldn't happen to have, uh, uh, things that grow on, uh, in bushes or anything raw, like berries. I'm, o- I'm always on the hunt for new berries. Oh, uh, oh, we do. Um, I could get you some some berries. We've got uh, a couple um, uh, baskets of vegetables in the back that uh, were actually just brought in the other day. Um, and as as far as meats go, we've got some fish um, that were caught locally. If you'd like to take part in some of that, Shreya, they have fish. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Mister Bird. They have fish. <laughs> I grow tired of the. Ugh, this one's going to stick, isn't it? Ugh. And I look forward, and I look back, and I say, All right, let's take a look at what you have to offer, and I, you'll be compensated fairly for your wares and your anything that we partake in. Well, yeah, Shreya, that's, that's usually how ordering food works. You pay for it. Right, right. Well, I'm not hurting... <laughs> for much of that after my recent exchange. <laughs> that's that's you also do that with, with your currencies and the worlds of the earthwalkers, right? You it's fun to brag about it. I've I've seen Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah, seen yeah. people you're doing, doing that great. before. Okay, good, mm-hmm. good. Yeah, you're 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 killing it. Great. Alma, take your tom out of your mouth. Let me take a look at you. And I'm gonna kneel down. I'm not going to take out my mouth. I'm gonna kneel down. And and uh, take her take her hand and look and sort of casually look at her thumb, uh, but I'll say sort of under my breath, uh, "What's this pillow all about? What's what's going on with this thing?" Well, I think the pillow is what we were looking for in the warehouse. We were looking for the purple fabric from a pillow because that's what the crystals were lying on in the box. So the pillow will help us find the origin of the crystals? No, the pillow is basically nonsense because there wasn't any symbols on it, but now we know that the box existed. I was just hoping there'd be like a symbol on it, something that would guide us to the next place, but but really, I think we should just go east to the other warehouse and maybe there's another prison cube. Maybe another pillow? Right? Yeah, maybe another <laughs> pillow, but I, I really don't think you're understanding. We don't need the pillow. Damn, I'm just gonna... <laughs> Look at the pillow when she says I couldn't find any symbols on it. Do I recognize any anything from it? It just it's just a purple pillow with some nice embroidery. <laughs> um, you can make an investigation check if you would like. Okay, would like natural one. Ooh. 
Nothing on the pillow. <laughs> Nothing on the pillow. It's a nice little pillow. I'm telling you, Kelly, we don't need the pillow. It's just let her have yeah, it. I don't. I don't want the pillow. It's just. At any point after I've walked up, do I hear them say the word pillow, even though they're speaking under their breath? Um, how loud are you guys trying to keep this conversation a secret? We're being pretty uh-huh. quiet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You. He's he's leaning okay. down to my thumb. Um, yeah. You would not have heard that. No. Okay. But it was very clear that that uh, she um, went up and. There has been a pillow exchanged, uh, but you don't hear their conversation next necessarily. Okay. Um, at, it, I don't know if it's possible, but at Calix mentioning of Alma's name, I would like to have quickly like used my foot to sort of like kick his shin at mentioning her name out loud, um, in an effort to try and like get him to understand. In, in any way, I don't know if this, but to get him to understand and not say her name. Are out you loud. dashing across the room to me? Yeah, to you, kick me you are on the other side of the room. Are, Am, are you are admiring you guys still, the architecture? I thought it was. <laughs> we, we are at the. I'm, bar. Well, I'm doing like a wander, like like trying to like observe things, but if that was in any way possible, if not, then it's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll say you could you could have eventually wandered over and and done that. No. And kicked a shin. And kicked a shin, yeah. I, I just really wanted to... Can I roll for damage? Kellick, I'm going to have you make an insight check. Okay. Uh, 11. She just kicked her shin, and it kind of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck, March? <laughs> oh, that was harsh. Um, well, Angela, that's a very nice pillow. And I love that it's on display behind the bottle because then it kind of like gets bigger if you look at it through the glass. Like it kind of blows up and it's huge. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm glad you spotted oh, it. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was. it's really, you've got an eye for design. And I look around and I look at all her cramped furniture <laughs> and I'm like, man. Well, thank you, I it's try. It's really comfortable in here. I try. Well, um, if you don't mind, I'm going to go back and uh, get some of that food prepared for you. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Um, um, yes, food. All right. And she uh, steps behind the bar and sort of walks into a back room and uh, disappears out of sight for a couple minutes. Um, is there anything that you guys want to do as she's away? Is there anyone else in this bar right now? There wasn't, um, right? Yeah, as you look around, there are um, actually two pairs of people. Um, <laughs> there, were, um, there was a um, pair of drow sitting right out front and then there is um another pair sitting off in the corner um there are they are two dwarves um that are sitting in the corner how far away are they from us now if like if i've kind of done like a wander around the room and then sort of migrated back to a place where i can take <laughs> like in the shin you would be how far are they going to be from about us in the middle of the room you would be maybe 10 feet away okay then i would like to turn to Kaylik and as quietly as possible go I'm kicking your shin to tell you to not use our name. You should consider using your words to tell me that instead of kicking me in the shit. <laughs> yeah, well, according to you, I'm just supposed to know when, you know, shit's happening and when you're hiding from people and you're supposed to understand when I'm telling you to not use our names. I don't think that's a fair so, comparison, uh, but I'll be close not to say the names. Anyways, why don't you just call Olma Olga and you can call me like... I don't like that name. Olga's a hideous name, March. I I, I think if you're going to make up a name for Oma, I feel like it should be a a nice name. 
Oma, what name would you make up for yourself? Oma. (laughs) (laughs) I would like to just kind of have like the most like love her kind of expression over my face at her responding to that of like, of course you would. All right, who's I mean, ready? She told us her name. Oh. And she comes back out with a Thanks. with a tray, um, and she puts it down on the bar, and you can see um, on one side of it is like some mushrooms that are very obviously local, um, as sort of like these um, like soggy and and sort of mushy mushrooms and um, vegetables, and then um, in uh, right next to them, you can see some brighter, more fresh vegetables that you guys are more familiar with, like carrots and uh, some zucchini in there as well. And then right next to that on a plate is uh, two fish. One of them is cooked and one of them is raw. And she puts it down and she says, um, and looking at, at Shreya, and she says, um, I don't know how you like your, your fish cooked, so I gave you some options. Um, is this all right for you? I like it cooked not at all, thank you. And I sort of grab the the raw one and immediately just toss it in the air and catch it. Very intuitive of you, <laughs> Angela. Well, um, sometimes I like to, to go out and feed the birds um, in, in sort of the back. So um, oh, I figured so I'd, I'd take a chance. you are used to having pet birds. I wouldn't call them my pets, but uh, I, I'm used to having them around. Uh, they are my... Uh, I, <laughs> there are things uh, I share... Certain traits I am aware that I share with other beasts of this world. And (laughs) I would prefer from this point forth if you would call me by my name. Right. Okay, Shreya. Thank you. You're not a bird. Well, yes, that is true. I am uniquely me. Well, um, I've got some beds set up in the back and um, I don't really know about... Any hay and twigs? As she looks to Shreya. <laughs> oh, uh, am I am I getting that right? Oh, I would be a uh, save your troubles. Uh, <laughs> I refuse to sleep in a place like this. No offense or anything. Uh, it's just a little bit too. Uh, what's the word? Uh, tight. I like. Uh, I will find something somewhere. That is not here, but on the bright side, that leaves uh, more space for my companions. <laughs> all right, well, that's your prerogative. So uh, um, if, if you all uh, would like to sit down and eat, I can show you the rooms afterwards. That'd be great. Thank you so much, Angela. All right, fantastic. I and just she, have uh, an expression of, like, eyes wide dumbfoundedness. That's <laughs> 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 this whole scenario. And, uh, yeah, she goes back to cleaning the bar. Um, what all do we see in front of us other than the vegetables and the fish? Vegetables and fish. Any bread? Any no, no bread. Mm-mm, no bread. Mm. Um, I'll stick my finger into the squishy mushroom and push it all the way down. Yeah, just it let just it, like sinks pulverize right under me. And I have some additional gunk on yeah. my finger, and I'm just gonna sniff it. Does it smell okay? Um, make a Constitution check. Really good. Um, Nineteen. Nothing worse than things you've eaten before. Okay, I'm gonna stick the finger in my mouth and 
taste it? It's food. Cool. I'm going to eat it. Okay. Guys, this is really not that bad. It's not that bad, guys. During the, uh, during most of this, uh, Flynn is, has probably sat down <clears throat> on one of the couches and had pulled out his his book that he got during the trials and was just kind of flipping okay. through it and just kind of reading and in just as clarification in this tavern area there it's it's all just wooden um wooden chairs and tables some of them have like little um pillows on top of them or like little seating cushions um there aren't necessarily any couches or anything it's all just like wooden tables and chairs sure. just as reference. okay no worries so he was probably just sitting he probably put one of the pillows on top of his lap sat down in the chair and had his little book out and was kind of like flipping through looking at different uh scrawlings and drawings and sketches and just looking at it and then absentmindedly once she says there's food oh oh man i am hungry and runs over and grabs a mushroom is this is this okay are you sure oma yeah it's fine okay and i'll take a little nibble <laughs> make a constitution no! check Okay. <laughs> Ooh, that's pretty good. Um, and to total it out, that is a nineteen. But it, you got a nineteen too, right? Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Um, it smells kind of gross, but you'd definitely be able to to eat it. It's not like you would have to fight it going down, but you would you would be able to eat it. Huh, not bad. And I'll start eating with Alma and just kind of sit down next to her and just start chowing down on mushrooms. The plate of fresh vegetables some... untouched. Mm-hmm. I'll eat no, the I'm vegetables. having some of the fresh vegetables. <laughs> I'm, I'm mixing a, ma- a smorgasbording yeah. it. Okay, cool. Is that second cooked fish still there? Yes, it is. Um, I would like to look at Kalik and kind of like give like a... Would you like half of a fish? You hungry? No? I, you're, uh, if... you're a... Don't take this the wrong way, March, but you're, you're a big lady. You might need the... The fish for for yourself. You know, every time you tell me I'm a big lady, it's the biggest compliment you've ever given me, and I really appreciate it. How could it. it be a bigger compliment than the last time I gave it? It just it just warms my heart and soul every time I hear it, and then I'm genuinely gonna just start like digging in and not a very dignified manner. All right. You, uh, eating this fish, you're <laughs> scarfing it down. You're getting a couple bones here and there, but you're hungry. You don't care. <laughs> More calcium. More yeah. calcium. Exactly. Awesome. I'm, I'm just pecking at the vegetables like a bird. A little bit. eating it very, very, uh, slowly, calmly. Okay. Um, now having eaten, um, uh, Angela comes back out. And uh, she sort of ushers you guys into um, the back room behind the bar. You can tell that this is like very informal as she's leading you sort of behind the bar area and through into the back um, where she has just like a little tiny kitchen area. um, And you can see like where she's got a different fish and and some vegetables, a lot of which you just saw on your plates. Um, And then through that room, she takes you guys up a flight of stairs into sort of the upper home area um, of this tavern. And um, she says, so um, you've got uh, one room on your left over here and then one room on your right. Um, the other room on the right is is my room. Um, probably not uh, uh, suited for you guys all at this point. Um, I, I apologize. It's a bit of a mess. But um, if you want to take uh, 
each of the kids' rooms, you all are, are more than welcome to. Thank you. That's really kind of you. You sure got an empty nest, huh? Oh, uh, yeah. The uh, the children sort of flew the coop um, a couple years ago as they had more adventurous hearts than I did. Um, and, uh, you know, as, as a mother, what can you do but uh, sort of encourage that, that spirit within them? Absolutely. What are your children doing? Oh, well, one of them has uh, traveled up north um, and they, uh, they're they mining to sort of, as they put it, find their fortune um, in the mines up north. Um, and then one of them actually um, just went down south um, and I believe he's sort of in uh, a bit of a party just as, as you all are, um, sort of out there and, and adventuring within the world and finding new corners um, of Elbor and uh, discovering new places that have never been discovered and, um, and all of that. He is always growing up. He always uh, just went around town and was trying to find new little insects and new little animals. And so he was always drawing those down in his notebook. And, and so wow. I believe that that's probably what he's doing for most of his time is, is uh, wandering the world with other people and finding new plants and animals and, and documenting what he can. Well, maybe we'll cross paths with him. What's his name? Uh, his, uh, my, he's my oldest. Um, his name is Oxian. Um, Oxian Nightborn. That's a wonderful name. And then my youngest, is his name is uh, Balfam. I sure do hope we meet them. I do too. Um, if you, could, you never know where we're going to travel. If you could tell so them that I say so hi, if, if you ever come across them, tell them that I say hi. Um, that would be that would be. Incredible. I will. I'll say, your mom says hi and I slept in your bed. It might be leave out that second part, but um, <laughs> most definitely. Okay. Oh, and uh, since you all are... Uh, the adventuring type um, going about, as, uh, from what I heard from from the, the drow over there, um, would, would you be able to just carry something on your person that if you ever come across them to, to give it to them? Oh, well, sure. Here. I mean, it depends on how heavy it is, but, but Oh, sure. not heavy at all. Not heavy at all. And she sort of sprints away for a second. You can hear some rummaging down in the kitchen as, like, jars are being knocked over, and you hear, like, a glass plate fall and hit the ground and shatter. And uh, she runs back up, and uh, she says, So I've got um, these. They're uh, sort of like um, candy pastries. Um, but they, they stay good for quite some time, and I, I would always feed them to them as kids, and they love them. Um, so it, here, I've got two of them, um, just on the chance that you meet both of them um, going about your journeys. Um, I want you to have enough for both of them. And she hands you these two sort of long um, leather, um, like, hide bags, and you can see within them, um, they've got, like, these little... Um, I can best describe them as like these bread sticks with sort of like a chocolate coating on the outside. Um, and there's like little pieces of dried fruit that are also like within the chocolate. And uh, she says, yeah, I, I make these um, all the time and, and, and I had them uh, for them as, as they were kids and they love them. So I, if you ever come across any of them, as small chances that may be, Elbor is a big world. Um, I would appreciate you giving this to them. I would love to. Oh, wow. Um, what happens if I never meet them and I just have these breadsticks? I mean, is there a certain point when they might go bad? Like, is there a point where I'm like, oh, no, we haven't met them and these are going to go bad in a week. Maybe I should eat them. You could bury these in the ground and come back 100 years later and they would still be exactly the same. 
Wow. Okay, so I'll just carry them forever. Yeah, it's a family recipe. They'll be my little piece of you yeah. that I can carry with me forever. That was actually my mother's recipe as uh, as her and uh, my father would travel the world and uh, sort of sell their their textiles and their clothing um, all over the place. And, and going from town to town and city to city, they, they needed uh, some sort of snack in between that wouldn't go bad so this is what they came up with and i'm proud to pass it on to to my children and to hear all of you well i'll carry them forever unless i meet them in which case i'll give them to them i would very much appreciate that in the hearing of the souvenirs and such flynn pipes up (laughs) um you said stuff that we can take from blackpool that's local to here. Is there anything that one might procure to hold on to and not have to give to someone else? Is there any type of Blackpool shop? Export? Um, I don't... We don't really do much of that here within town. We sort of keep to our own. The only import and export that comes through here is through the Banuk. Um, But um, I, I don't really know. Are you looking for like a souvenir? Yeah. Yeah, we don't really we don't really have a gift shop if that's what you're asking oh, about. Man, all right. Well, thank you. And he'll kind of go back, put his nose back in his book, keeps looking, keeps looking. Okay. Um. Well, you've been so very kind to us, Angela. Thanks so much. Um, what do we owe you for dinner? Oh, uh, let's just call it. Uh, oh, let's just say ten silver pieces. Wonderful. So I will hand you ten silver. I got pieces. it. I, and try um, it like. Oh. Quickly leans over, like takes out some of the. It's on me tonight, and like. Uh, You're not even the... gonna sleep here. <laughs> oh, I guess it was for dinner. Never mind. Go ahead. You do you. And uh, and I kind of like look back, and through my beak, I kind of crack it a little bit and try to like seem cool in the most. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Angela, if I might trouble you just a bit further. Uh, Anything. I do have I'm, to say, I, I, I need to get back down to the bar in a few moments. Um, but yes, course, what's your question? Uh, just, uh, we, we uh, as we sort of, you know, looked around uh, town when we came in, uh, we took note of the burned down warehouse and, uh, and there was a strange sort of purveyor of uh, of mysteries, if you will, uh, an old uh, dwarven man. Uh, are you are you aware of, of uh, this fella near that uh, the burned down warehouse? Oh yes, you're talking about uh, uh, Dolman Oakfoot. Um, he's been here for quite some time. Um, he sort of moved in after the war broke out, um, as this is sort of the only real uh, respite. Um, as this, you know, it's a swamp. You can't really have a strategic position here in a swamp. Um, so he came in here um, and he started living here a little bit uh, after the, the war started. Does he Does he do work for the people here? Does he uh, help the uh, sick or, uh, you know, get, do a kindness uh, for uh, injured folks or? Um, yeah, yes, he, uh, that's funny that you bring that up. Um, he, every once in a while when someone gets sick, he, uh, he helps heal them and, uh, bring them back to sort of their better self. Um, 
and then you know minor cuts and bruises and scrapes and broken bones and things like that he can he can take those away as well that's as I suspected uh does he wear a symbol that you know of no I, I've never seen a symbol of any sort I uh and just one final question does Blackpool do the people here do they have a, an opinion on the war as as a kind of neutral territory do you, are you troubled by it is there general feeling towards it well um the war has definitely stopped um more of the trade coming through and more of the travelers um as you can see around you over the last 30 years the sort of place has sort of gone to hell a little bit um and uh, we don't really have the money anymore to to keep up all of the things that we used to over 30 years ago. Um, so, you know, the war is is a sad truth for us now. Um, nothing much we can do about it either way. Um, but uh, we we are we fall within the borders of Kaldur. Um, so, for the most part, we all accept the new gods as sort of our lords. Right. That, that makes sense. I, I thank you for your time and uh, and for all of your help you've offered us so kindly. Oh, you're welcome. If you don't hey. mind, I'm going to step away. Uh, not at all. And I'll, uh, under my breath as she as she walks away, I'll just uh, may the light be upon me. And I will make my way into one of the rooms. All right. Um, as you guys make your way into these rooms, uh, minus Shreya, um, you guys uh, open the rooms and they look like kids rooms that haven't been touched in quite a few years um, all of them like very dwarven sized obviously um, March you're a little bit disappointed at the, the size of the beds as these are <laughs> not only dwarven beds but like dwarven children beds um, and so they are definitely very small but each of these rooms is definitely big enough for you guys to stay in Um you guys look around and in one of the rooms the room on the left um you walk in and you can see a wooden toy chest that's open and it's got all these little wooden um figurines and little like metallic um some of them are like made of iron um depicting you know different um dwarves and like very various positions you see a couple of dwarven soldiers um and they're just like these little um wooden and iron figures um and uh, yeah, you see a couple of, of toys with like little wheels on the bottom. And uh, yeah, this chest is is open. And in the other room, you see books stacked on books, stacked on books. Um, all of these looking like sketchbooks. Um, and as you guys walk in, you can see like loose leaf papers on a desk in the corner and like half done drawings. Um, you see crumpled up papers in the corner um, where drawings have been cast aside as, as they weren't good enough and um, you also see in an open book on that desk you can see different flowers and different like small insects that have been sort of pressed and inlaid into the paper itself um, as sort of like a um, living documentation of these creatures um, mostly like flowers and stuff but every once in a while there's like um some like loose butterfly wings in there as well that may have um, come from a deceased butterfly or um, 
you know, a feather here or there. Um, but that's that's what you see in these rooms. Uh, Flynn, did you stay downstairs or have you come up? <clears throat> um, I think I was up there flipping through the book and just kind of standing next to the group. And I probably walked into the rooms. Um, but is Shreya not with us now? He walked away to the... Remind me, there's a back door that he walked out to like stay in the back. Is that right? No, I, I we haven't gotten them yet. <laughs> it, okay, but yeah, I'll, I'll probably peek into the rooms and be chilling in them. Yeah, I'll just point to the sketchbooks and say, "Hey, Flynn, maybe uh, some uh, time to to study more than magic." Hey. Oh, um, yeah, and I'll close the book and kind of walk over and look around at some of the sketches, pick up some of the stuff, and draw a very quick image of Kellick on the page. Give him a thumbs up. <laughs> Make a sleight of hand check. Sure. Ten. Ten. Um, kind of, kind of resembles Kellick. Um, it's definitely not anyone else in the party. That's for sure. I still got it. <laughs> well, you, you, you got the bandaged arm right, so I'll, I'll give you that much. Yeah. Okay, so I'll take a go go sleep, but um, tomorrow we check out the other warehouse. To the east, is that right? To the east, in a hidden place. Maybe we'll find it. Might be a long trek. Uh, is that all we know? We just well, you just want to go east. Do you think that Angela might have a better sense of where to go? Did she seem to know. I mean, she said that people in the town tend to know, so she might tomorrow she might be able to help us find a guide. Okay. Um, I don't know how secretive we need to be about the fact that we're going, though, so that's up to you. I'm so tired. You can't go to sleep. Good night. Gonna go over to the room on the right and jump on the bed. And then jump into it and fall asleep. It's probably the perfect yeah. size for me. <laughs> perfect size for you. Mm. Um... After drawing a beautiful picture of Kellek, I will look around and notice <laughs> Shry is not here and remember that possibly he's not sleeping in this area and I'll turn to Kellek. Hey, um did they did did they say Shry is gonna be going out back or out front or where where's he going? Is he staying outside? He made a big fuss about not wanting to, to be in here. Well, uh so I'm gonna go look for him and I'll come back later and, and come crash in one of these beds and I'll point to one yeah, of so them. I call that one. It might be a cause for concern. Uh, I definitely would like for they looked after. Yeah. So. Who knows? I'll go look for him. But I'll be back. Right. And I'll head out, look for Shreya. I take the bed that Flynn called me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm going to lay out a bedroll next. I'm going to follow Ulma, lay out a bedroll, kind of, if I'm able to, just on the floor, sort of a couple feet away from the bed, just kind of crawl into it. Okay. Um, Flynn, you're going to see where Shreya is, right? Yeah, I'm going to try and locate him, because I was, I'm mainly also looking for an area that's secluded that I can mess around with some stuff. Okay. Um, Shreya, where would he find you as he comes downstairs? Uh, not in the structure. Uh, I would have, after they went toward the rooms, uh, kind of left with a snort, gone outside, and started to look around. Remind me, uh, 
the kind of like bog swamp like area we're in, are there are there any trees at all in this area? Oh yeah, the entire thing. There's like a ceiling of like tree branches and everything reaching out above you. Um, you can barely see the sky where you are. Okay, so in that case, I would have, after everyone left, uh, started the process of like looking toward the treetops, looking for trees with uh, branches that kind of shoot out and trying to uh, scope out which one might have, which which trees might seem to be like closer together whose branches like inter interlock at all. Okay, um, make a nature check. One? No. Ah. Okay, yeah. One. Um, a one. You, this is like totally not your element. This fog is, is especially now that it's night, this fog is starting to roll in and you can't really see too far. Um, you look up straight ahead and um, you. it just seems very thin all around and you can't really see what you're looking for. I'm gonna like pace around, grunt, and... Uh just frustratedly keep like walking through the town uh, and look for someone to talk to that might be able to help me. Okay. Um, as you are looking around, um, I'm going to say Flynn, at this point you, uh, you exit the tavern and see Shreya just kind of looking back and forth, looking for people to, to, you know, talk to maybe. Oh, kind of notice, kind of wave. Shreya, what are you, what are you doing? We have rooms inside. Ah, the short one. Ah, uh, need to find. Yes, um. I walk up to him. I'm trying to find a place to sleep. I cannot stand. Cannot be on the ground anymore. It's so wet down here. Oh, well. Maybe I can help. Um, and I'll look around and see if I can notice. Like, I don't know. Um. I would look for, this is going to sound crass, but a place that they would maybe keep animals, um, maybe because they would have, like, actually bedding and, like, areas to stay. Um, Knowing, looking around, seeing that there's a bunch of swamplands and stilts, it looks like maybe there's not going to be anywhere to sleep unless there's, like, that kind of situation. That would be an outside area that we could lie down. Um, yeah, make a perception check for me. Okay. Uh, 16. Uh, 16. You look over and you see actually up sort of in the trees. Um, there are a couple of these massive cages hanging mm. from the trees um, that are like almost like this wire mesh. And you can see sort of these little habitats of birds um, flying in each of them as these are like bird cages. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, you really, you don't see anything. You see, if you're looking for like places to sleep outdoors, um, you look at in center of town, um, you see once again, that, um, statue of a dwarven man, um, sitting sort of on a throne with a staff in one hand. And you can see that there are, um, four benches sort of surrounding the base of this statue. Um, well, after looking at the cages and being like, no, nope, nope, nope. Uh, I'll notice the statue. Um, we could maybe crash on those benches over there, Shreya. What about that? 
Uh, benches. Where? What benches? Right there. How do you not see them? We can maybe put, like, our bedrolls on them, and I'll stay out here with you. I mean, I don't want you to sleep alone. No, you sleep wherever you want. I'll be fine. Okay, I'll sleep out here with you. But I do want to try uh, something first. Um, okay. I will look around for an area that is kind of secluded and open uh, that I can okay. mess around, test some things. If you just walk to the edge of sure. this town, um, it drops off right into the swamp. You can do whatever. It's as secluded as you can get. Here. Are there any dry patches of land? I don't want to do this on one of the bridges made of wood. I want to do this yeah. on solid land. Are there any areas of land that I can stand on and do this? Looking out, you see um, a couple places um, right off of where this town ends, mm-hmm. um, where sort of a little bit of landmass comes up and arcs out of the the swampy water, just sort of making a little bit of a land. You don't really know how dry it is, um, but those are there. A couple of them every here and there. Yeah, I'll head out over that way. Um, try it. Come check this out. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Ah, all right. You know, make my way. I'll hop, hop off the the stilted wooden ladder uh, walkways and kind of land on that little, I'm assuming, squishy landmass. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, your your feet sink right into it, but it doesn't get any higher than your ankles, yeah. but your feet definitely like squish right into the mud. Cool. I will um, pull out my, my little book that I got during my trials. Okay. Flip to the certain page. Look at it one more time. Close it. Almost set it down on the ground, realize that it might get dirty, and take the time to put it in my bag, put it in my bag. And I'll, uh, pull, I'll take my hand and my fingers and I'll rub them together, um, similar to when I tap my sword with the waves of energy. Um, but instead, I will attempt to lift my, my leg up, my right leg up, and tap the side of my calf and transfer that energy to my calf. And I'm going to try and stomp down in an outward motion and send that energy outward. Okay. I'm going to have you make an Arcana check for me. (laughs) Yeah. 15 plus four, 19. Okay. As your foot makes contact with the ground, you want to describe what happens? Um, Yeah. Is it completely successful? It is successful. Oh, jeez. Completely successful. Okay. Um, Well, I stomp down and... You see that energy in my, like, resonating around my calf kind of um, expands outward um, in a 15-foot kind of square cube out away from me. And this this energy kind of just pushes out that way. And I guess maybe if I'm aiming it at a tree, it kind of runs into the tree a little bit. And uh, just like a a shockwave kind of outwards. Everyone who is up in... Oh, no. (laughs) uh, Up... Uh, either sleeping in bed or just getting ready for bed, the entire structure around you just sort of vibrates like the the smallest earthquake that you could feel just sort of vibrates around you for a second and then calms back down. <laughs> I'll turn to try. Whoa, I didn't think that was going to work. Uh, Did you see that, Trya? Raj, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, it's in the book, but it's like, I mean, I was looking at it all day, but I mean, it's, it's farther later on. I didn't think I'd be able to do it, but oh my gosh, I did it. <laughs> Whoa! Um, whoa! I'm tired, man. Woo! And I like kind of dropped to one knee after doing that and be like, I'm beat. Um, I was tired before your display. <laughs> Flynn, um, 
as you sort of drop to your knee, you realize how tired you are and you have one point of exhaustion. Oh no! <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so those Although benches... you did give me an idea. Oh? Uh, are we, how close to the statue are we? Um, you guys, the, the statue is at the center of town and Flynn is like beyond the borders of the town. Oh. Okay. Um, so you guys are like probably a couple hundred feet away. Uh, I look back at the statue and then I gesture to the statue and the benches and say, um, seeing that that is one of the few areas with stone. It's a stone statue, right? It is a stone statue. Okay. I think I might be able to craft myself a sleeping accommodation. Uh, and, uh, would you like to see? Um, yeah, definitely. Can I sit down though? I'm kind of... I'll carry you. And I sort of grab it. As usual, I as soon as I hear that, I hold my hands out in that T position, ready for a pickup on the shoulders. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna swiftly just like dart up and then swoop down toward the toward the statue to make it quick. Okay, um, you guys are both at the statue at this point. I will sit right down on the bench. <laughs> I'm gonna attempt to uh, druid craft. Uh, some rock crest vines that are gonna go from the stone statue and then over to one of the benches, grow in and sort of create like a basket effect between, them, if this is possible, uh, between the statue and the bench. Like yeah, a, like for a- sure. So you you sort of take a couple deep breaths in and um, like sort of center yourself and this place is totally unfamiliar to you but you reach out to that nature around you just like that core of nature and plant life and you are able to um there's there's like little growths of like moss and little plant life on the statue itself um it looks like it probably hasn't had a deep clean in a while so there's like little plant growths all around it um and you reach out to each of those and they grow and expand and as if hundreds of years of growth is happening all within five seconds um, these vines then reach out and create this this perfect little hammock for you ah hoped that would work <laughs> hey that was that was pretty cool um and at this point Flynn's lying on the I'm just lying on the bench just almost passed out yeah that's pretty it's pretty great yeah, good job. I pass out. <laughs> okay, and with that, I believe, is everyone all set for the night, ready to take a long rest? Definitely. Yes? Aye, aye. Okay, awesome. Um, you guys all begin sleeping, and you guys are all woken in the morning um, with the sounds of creaking wood as people are beginning to get up and move around and you know disturb sort of the the resting spots that this wood has found itself in and and the the whole town seems to be creaking all at once as life is being brought back into it from the night um you guys start to to look around and and as you guys are rubbing your eyes really no daylight is coming in um as a lot of the the sunshine has been either blocked by the trees above or is being absorbed by the fog around you guys. Um, but as you guys wake up, you guys all have successfully taken a long rest. Ah, uh, is it nighttime still? Where's the sun? Yes, it is. Just keep sleeping. Okay. 
No, I'm not tired anymore. Try it. I'm awake now. Are you up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These people keep walking, and I can't fall back asleep. I know. I think we might be in a that uh, an area where there's a lot of uh, foot traffic. Yeah. Okay. Well, should we go find the rest of the group? Do you want to go back in that building, or should we wait outside? Uh, let's yeah, let's see what uh, see what our friends are doing. Uh, as, far, as for this, I look back toward like the rocks and the vines. Do you think they'd be a, a Upset if I left this year? Oh, it- look around at people walking by us. Just like nonchalantly turn my head and just see if anyone's w- looking at him with disgust. Um, yeah, you look around and you see um, in front of one of these houses that's sort of surrounding this this uh, center of town. Um, you see a uh, sort of like a middle aged dwarven man standing there in his doorway. His arms crossed, his oh. brow completely furrowed. Just shaking his head back and forth, um, <laughs> it, sort of like tapping tapping his foot too. Is this the same dwarf that I talked to, or a different one? No, different one. I'll kind of turn my head back towards uh, Shreya, as I'm imagining us kind of like sleepover style. Like I'm in one little area on the bench, and his little vines are kind of hanging down next to mine, and we're just kind of like sleeping next to the statue. And I'll turn my head back to him, um, and I'll kind of do the point with my finger. I don't think that guy like really appreciates it. Maybe take him down whenever we're done. We should probably be done now too. And uh, I, I, as I kind of clock this dwarf with his <laughs> arms crossed, uh, I look over. Uh, is he within like shouting distance? Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> no. I'm gonna I'm gonna look over and I'm gonna say, oh, uh, not sure what happened here. Uh, I just found it this way. Uh, yeah, you know nature. Magic, uh, lots of new magics out these days. Uh, 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 well, uh, see you later. Not, I, <laughs> not, not sure how to do, handle this. And then, uh, I'll be, and then I'll say to, to Flynn, ha ha. Yeah, I love it when I can deface a dwarven statue. Ha ha ha. Let's go, come on, let's go, quick. <laughs> Okay, we might have to unpack that later, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Flynn and Try, as you guys uh, get clear of this defacing of a dwarven statue, um, you guys run and meet with uh, the rest of the party who is uh, still back at the tavern. I've woken up and moved down to the um, tavern bar, and I'm talking to Angela, and I have asked for breakfast. So um, what we've got is um, sort of an assortment of, of vegetables right here. And as she's showing you sort of the plate that she's got in front of you, um, these vegetables um, I cooked in a special seasoning. Um, so they're a little bit different from what you had last night. Um, and then I was also able to uh, to scrounge up a couple of eggs um, from the other day. Um, I was waiting for a special occasion. So I think this is definitely it. Um, so I've, I've made a couple of eggs for you here as well. And she pushes oh, the plate out towards you. That's so nice of you. Um, I'm gonna share my breakfast with whoever is down here. Um, okay, who else has me? come down? Well, Flynn and Shreya are just walking in the yeah, building. Yeah, would we have noticed the tail end of that? Like her hospitality of giving us these eggs that she's scrounged up? Would we have noticed that? Yeah, yeah, you would have just caught the tail end uh, of that. Um, but uh, Kellick and March, are you guys upstairs or downstairs? Where are you guys at? 
I'm uh, still upstairs. Okay. I'm gonna have finished. I'm gonna once once Oma has woken up, it's gonna you know once she's out of bed, I'm gonna be like, all right, I'm up. So I'm gonna finish rolling up my uh, my bedding and uh, I'll follow Oma downstairs. Okay. So, but before before I do that, I'm gonna kind of peek in to kick run downstairs just so you know, and then I'm gonna just go downstairs. Cool. So Flynn and Shry, you guys approach the tavern, enter, and see Angela, Oma, and March at the bar. Hey, um, what do you got there? Oh, I have some vegetables, cooked in a special seasoning, and some very, very, very special eggs. Oh, wow. You want some? You of share course. Them? I'm really hungry. I, oh, you missed it. I tried something really cool yesterday, and it worked. What did you do? Well, I can't do it here. I don't even know if I can do it again. I, but it was really cool. What was it? I, like, pushed energy out of my leg. And what does that do? I don't know. I haven't tried it on anything but a tree. It seemed to shake the tree pretty good. Uh, so you figured out that you can shake trees? Well, yeah. I'm... Well, it's... Uh, it looks And you're cool. tired from doing it? I got really tired. Well... Maybe don't shake trees anymore? I mean, it doesn't sound very useful. Well, in the book, it says it's... Well, I'll have to show it to you when we leave. I can't do it in here. It'll damage everything. It's I'm, it's very powerful. Right. You're a very powerful halfling. Thanks, Oma. And I'll sit down and just start chowing down. <laughs> Not realizing the sarcasm. I, I shake my head. <laughs> Do, have I heard any of this? If I'm with Flynn. Yeah, you're with Flynn, so you would have heard uh, this. I'm going to say under my breath, I guess I'm not the only one who likes to fish. Almost <laughs> 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 oh. um. <Alma's> confused. <laughs> I'm very confused. Um, well, I have some eggs, so, you know... You can have some or, or whatever. I'm going to just sort of shake my head and kind of give a little like, <laughs> and then just shovel some eggs in my mouth. Where's Kellick? He's dead. What? Well, he's not here, right? So he must be dead. Oma, are you lying to me? I never lie. Oh, you almost always certainly lie. I think there's a difference between lying and joking. I don't know, Flynn. Why don't you go check on him yourself? All right, and I'll grab one more mushroom or whatever piece of breakfast as I walk up to the room, and I'm chowing on it. I'll go up and check on Kellick. Okay, um... As you approach Kellick, what does he find as you... Is is there a window in this room, DM? Um, uh, yeah, there are, there is one window in each of the rooms, um, and they sort of open and and shut, but they've got, they're pretty much bolted into the the wall. What's the, what's the weather like? Is it, is it like, how's the sky looking this, this morning? You, from here, you cannot see the sky. Um, trees, gloomy, fog, um, but you do outside, you hear like, frogs croaking and you hear insects mm. buzzing around um, very like damp swamp outside 
Mm-hmm. And but so whatever light I can collect from that coming through the window, uh, I will be once again. I'll have my robes laid out on one side of myself with the with my necklace on top of them and the bag of ashes, and then betwixt them uh, in a, uh, kind of a triangle arrangement. My myself, I'll be kneeling. Um, and uh, Flynn would just hear maybe some some muttering, uh, uh, but I, I'd be speaking, uh, sort of looking between these things and saying, "Just show me. Are are we but children to be played with, to be told who to follow?" me understand and I creak the door open to this and hey uh hey buddy breakfast is ready <clears throat> hey Flynn uh yeah thanks uh March mentioned they were heading down do you want me to bring something up uh seems like you're in the middle of something no. I'm uh I'm just wrapping up here I'll uh, I'll be down in a, in a moment. Okay. Thanks. Did you did you sleep outside, Flynn? Well, yeah. Um, Shry is uncomfortable indoors. I've been finding so I figured I'd just you know keep him company. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, I also I'll have to show it to you, but. Alma thinks it's pretty great too. I did this super cool thing last night with with magic, and it worked. And I'm like super excited about it. So hopefully I can show it to you. Hopefully I can do it again. Um, but yeah, I'll have to try it and show you. It looks super cool. Anyway, I'll be downstairs eating more breakfast, and I'll just I get excited talking about that. Shut the door and run back downstairs. I look to my necklace and to the ashes, and to into the sky to look for some source of light. Help me. Help me. I'll collect myself and head downstairs. Okay. Um, You guys are all now collected at the bottom bottom floor of this tavern. Um, And you guys are all together. What would you all like to do as this new day greets you? Oh, hey, Kellick. There's a little bit left here. Um, But... I'm about, I'm basically done. If you want to keep eating, if anyone else wants to keep eating, I actually want to run around town and just see if I can find something to hold on to to remember this place. So uh, it might behoove us to to get more of a local map or, or something okay. to, to know where we're heading. I, I don't. Uh... Um. Hey, Angela. Right. Um. Do you have a map or anything that maybe would? And I look around the bar to see if anyone's in here. Um, well, uh, about a year before um, Oxian left uh, home, he drew, uh, I, I guess you could call it a map of Blackpool um, that I can I can have you guys take a look at. Well, yeah, I think we're... And I look around the room to see if there's anyone listening, or I'll get up closer. Uh, no one's actually oh. in the tavern right um, now. Yeah, we're, we're going to head out to that... I overheard you guys talking about another warehouse. I think we're going to go check that out. Um, 
if you have a way to lead us there, if that map could be helpful, or if you could just oh, point us in the right if, direction. If you want to know where it is, I can... Uh, yeah, just give me one second. Okay. And so she runs into the back room, and you can hear her then run up the stairs to the rooms where you guys were. Um, you can hear more <laughs> rummaging around. Um, you can hear, like, a couple books fall off of a bookshelf. And as she runs back down, um, she comes down with a, like, a little framed drawing. Um, and she puts it down on the, the table in front of you, and she says, um, well, this is sort of, it's not to scale at all, but um, it sort of can give you an idea. And you can see um, pretty much like a very rough map of Blackpool um, there in front of you. And in the in the corner, you can see in Dwarvish, it is uh, signed um, for any of you. Can any of you guys read Dwarvish? Yeah, Flynn can. Okay, Flynn. So you, you see that it is signed um, Oxy and Nightborn um, on, in the corner there. And she says, so um, basically what you got here is you got the, the majority of Blackpool and then you've got a couple of these paths, um, these wooden paths leading off from the main town. Um, so we are right here. This is the center of town. You can sort of see he drew a little bit of the statue right there. Um, but right over here is where we are. Um, so if you take this path right over here and you sort of lead it on um, the path sort of has collapsed over the last couple of years. So I don't know the state of it right now, but you'll have to, to travel out on the path for a little bit. And she sort of traces her finger off of the drawing and off of the frame. And she says, and I think last I know of the path sort of ended right here. But if you continue in that exact direction that the path is leading you, that should take you directly towards the uh, the new warehouse. So you might have to get your feet dirty a little bit, but um, it should be right in that direction that the path leads you. Okay. Um, I don't want to take this, but do you mind if I look at it for a bit and maybe try and sketch something out so we have like a rough idea? If you want to sketch a copy, yes, I, w- I would like to keep a hold uh, of, of course. this one. And uh, thank you for your hospitality. I mean, I don't know if I introduced myself, uh, and apologies, but I'm Flynn Fellowweave, and I'm part of the Iron Lake Collective. And, oh, um... Yep, and I'm part of the Iron Lake Collective, and, you know, I'm just uh, glad to meet you. That's fantastic. I don't know what that is, but uh, it sounds very It's That's important. probably good. I'm not supposed to mention it. Anyway, um, thanks. I'll sketch this out really quick. Is there... Oh, you said there's no gift shop. Is there, like, a general store? Um, yes, we sort of got general wares um, right across... Uh, right past over... If you go past the big statue, um, there's sort of a general wares uh, right beyond there. Great. Okay, thank you very much. Um, and I'll just start sketching um, while everyone finishes breakfast. Just just observing this conversation, I'm just shaking my head. Especially when he brings up the Iron Man Collective. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like, like just, just physically shrugging my shoulder, like like putting my hands in the air at the mention of it. Um, yeah, so do, I, do you want me to roll anything for uh, how good I can, how well I can draw this? Yeah, make another sleight of hand check. Sweet. We get a natural twenty on this. I'm being freak out. Slide of hand. No, definitely not. That is a six. Uh, six. You sort of get it there. You get the idea. Uh, hold it up. Proud of my work. Flynn, I think you lost your mojo. What are you talking about? This looks great. See, look. Maybe James was your was your um. Muse. What do they call them? Like a muse? No, no. Yeah, yeah. This like is the muse. statue. Maybe. This, and then that is the direction we need to go. Flynn, some artists uh, paint the same subject uh, for every one of their paintings. Maybe that's the mm-hmm. kind of artist you are. Yeah, maybe you can just 
draw James. Just James the fisherman. And on the statue, I'll draw a little face that looks like James's, and I'll put little dots. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Well, I think this will still get us there. And I'll sure. roll it up and stick it in my backpack. That's definitely enough to go on. I think so. It's more, it's more than we're used to going on, to be honest. Yeah. Well, I don't know if y'all are still eating, but I'm going to just run out to the general store and see if I can find anything. Oh, but be quick, because we got to go. We I don't know, know how long know. it'll take us to get there. Well, it'll be worth it, because, you know, it... memories are awesome. What? And I'll head out. <laughs> We both just look at him very skeptically. Flynn, um, <laughs> um, Flynn you run out and um, you run out and you see a sign in in Dwarvish, um, but luckily you read Dwarvish, um, a sign that says General Store. Um, strangely enough, right above the doorway that you saw the uh, um. scolding uh, Dwarven gentleman who was not looking at Shreya too kind. Great, great, cool. Cool, cool. I'm going to go in. Ting, ting. Okay. Uh, yeah, the little bell rings <laughs> as you walk in. And uh, you he's sort of facing away from you. He's hes sort of adjusting some of the knickknacks on his on his shelves. Okay. And he goes, hey, what can I do for you? Oh, what, what can I do for you? Hi, friend. My name's Flynn Fellowy. <laughs> and I am just curious if you have any, I don't know, knickknacks or, for the lack of a better term, souvenirs so I can remember this great town. Yeah, we've got all the stuff on the shelves. Uh, I'll look at the shelves. What what kind of cool stuff does he got? <laughs> um, if I sort of know where you're going yep. with this, and I think mm-hmm. I do, um, it, it's mostly it's like it's a general yeah. store. It's got like different bags and stuff. It's got um like woodworking equipment. It's got some. Um, like metalworking equipment that's a little bit more run down, um, just like sort of your general needs. But then off in uh, the corner, you see what looks like possibly like a little kid's section um, where he has got very similar to what you saw um, at at Angela's kid's room. Um, Very similar little like dwarven statues, only about three inches tall. Um, Some of them made of wood, some of them made of iron, some of them made of copper. Um, And you can see they're just like these little toy soldiers. Um, Yeah, I'll walk over and... um, Are are they different or are they all the same toy soldier? Are they different... They they all look like handcrafted. So even the ones that are sort of in the same pose and the same position... um, have differences between them, whether they were intentional or not. Um, is there one that looks like more f- feminine? Oh yeah, about half of them are have some more feminine features. Half of them have some more okay. male features. I'll pick up one of the feminine-looking ones and kind of smile. Yeah, she'll like this. And I'll walk up to the counter, put it on the table, and in Dwarvish I'll say, "I'll take one of these." And in Dwarvish back, he says. Oh, uh, great. You speak Dwarvish. Okay. Um, How's my cool. accent, That's... though? Is it okay? I, I don't use it too much anymore. Well, I mean, I I get what you're saying. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's good. I think that's that's kind of the point, I guess. Um, uh, which, uh, which one did you take there? Is uh, wood versions, iron versions, and uh, copper versions? Ooh. Um, wood, iron. I'd ask the shopkeep which one do you think will hold up the best in the roughest of situations 
Um, in the roughest of situations, well, it depends what situations you're getting yourself into. Um, the copper ones are, you know, they'll bend and fold a little bit easier, but the iron ones like sort of rust quicker. So mm-hmm. it just depends sort of what you're what you're looking for. But the wooden ones are definitely like a little bit more dainty. Um, how much for all three? How much for all three? Uh, let's just call it one gold piece. Let's just do that, just to be safe. Because, you know, if I jump in a pool of water to save my friends from a hydra, or if I, you know, run into uh, a cliff and fall down, you know, or... Yeah, I get it. It's going to be one gold piece. Oh. <laughs> you got it. And I'll rush <laughs> into my bag and pull out two gold pieces, place them on the table. Sorry about my friend with the statue. Yeah, um, I'm going to go and clean that up later. That's just disrespectful. I I know. Are we cool? (laughs) He looks at you. He looks down at the two gold pieces. He looks back at you. Looks at the gold pieces. Back at you. Yeah, yeah, we're square. And I'll say in kind of like broken dwarvish, have a great day! And as as I head out. (laughs) Yeah, you too, I guess. Whatever. (laughs) I'll scurry back to the group as I put the three statues in my little bag, my separate bag. Okay. Um, Flynn, as you come back, I assume everyone else is sort of packing up and getting ready to go? Yep. Awesome. Um, So, you guys head out. You guys um, leave. uh, You say goodbye to Angela. Um, You leave the Hidden Spade Tavern. And you guys uh, follow Flynn's map uh, out to this little pathway that's leading away from Blackpool. Um, just as Angela said, you guys walk on the path for a little bit. And then after about 20 minutes of walking or so, um, the path completely falls out, um, from beneath you. Um, you see that like this rot and mildew has completely destabilized a lot of the path, but you do still see these, um, vertical pillars to where the path once was held aloft, these, um, stilts coming out of the water are still pretty much intact where the rest of the wood has fallen away. Um, So as you guys walk, you guys are able to... Is there anything you want to do before you sort of jump down into this bog? How deep... Are we able to tell right off how deep are we talking of a bog here? Are we talking a couple inches or are we talking like a foot or so? Um, It's about a foot to maybe a foot and a half at some points. So it's like to Flynn's waist. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to not put, I'm going to try to hover as much as I can. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to put body parts through that. Okay. Yeah, sure. You can keep yourself aloft for as long as you want to, for sure. I, I'm going to, um, hey, hey, March. Yep. Do you, do you think I can go on your back? Yep, I was just about to say to you or Flynn, if either one of you needs uh, to not be... Yep, okay. Oh my. <laughs> I'm, uh, you just let me know and uh, I'll one hand grab you and you can yep. piggyback around. Yep, I'm going to go on your back. Um, Flynn will look to Shreya. Okay. I'll look to Shreya. Hey, uh, can you do that? <laughs> uh, yeah. More than I bargained for in the... Uh, the, I don't know how long I can do that. Um, I suppose I could try. And I, uh, down 
Um, how long could I feasibly carry him if okay. we're like traveling? So from um, when you had done this previously for an extended period of time, um, you know that you could probably carry him for um, about two minutes before you would have to start making some sort of strength check um, just to see if you can keep both of yourselves alive. Oh, I mean, just like, because can I just try a, be on your shoulders? Like uh, Ulman March? Shreya is flying. Yeah. At this point. So he he would be... It's it's not the strength to necessarily hold on to you. It's the strength to keep both him and yourself aloft in the air. Um, Shreya being an Aarakocra, um, just like a bird, bones are hollow. Um, his body itself is very light, so it's not a big deal to keep himself aloft. But with both equipment and yourself, um, he would have to start making strength. Okay, checks. so... Are we not just walking through the bog altogether? You're flying above it. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Um, I would prefer not to make any bodily contact with this desolate yeah. yeah, me either. I think it's going to come up to like my chest if I do. And I'll look to Kellick, assumingly. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I'm not putting you on my back. Come on, man. I'm only like 30 pounds. Then it's not gonna happen. Ah. I'm gonna look around for a way. Around. Realistically, I'm, I'm on March's back, <laughs> and I just look down at Flynn. I say, "Looks like you're just gonna have to walk." I look up at March. Realistically, how much <laughs> does Oma weigh, and then how much does Flynn weigh? Realistically. A, a human at, at 12 years old weighs <laughs> like 85 pounds. pounds yeah. So. yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, let's call it. Gonna... Let's call it an even 160 would be both of them. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna look down at Flynn and go. I'm not even. I don't. Mm-mm. This is why I don't have children. Um, I've already started to wade <laughs> through this. This why. <laughs> <laughs> after, after yeah, I'm just gonna. Flynn, st- I'm gonna start waiting. I'm just moving through. Uh, but uh, but I'm gonna look at Flynn and go. But if you want me to, I can hold your hand to make sure that you don't. Well, I mean, down. it's more about me being completely covered in whatever's in this. Well, that's why I hold your hand. Well, it's only so a foot. I mean, let me stick. Can I stick? Can I find like a piece of stick or something that I can stick down and see how how high it comes up on this? Yeah, there's sticks the- and stuff everywhere. Um. Cool. At the point that you guys are standing at right now, it is about a foot. So it'll go a foot. So it, like your okay. your thighs. All right, I guess that's not too bad. The little mock Flynn, it builds character. Can I throw some muck at Kellick? <laughs> yeah, make an attack okay. roll. <laughs> what do I add? <laughs> uh, add your dexterity mark. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Um, <laughs> Twenty-one. <laughs> A ball of mud just nails you in the back of the head. How's that for character? Fuck <laughs> cool. Oh shit! I cast create water above Flynn <laughs> and just cover him in uh, in rainwater uh, <laughs> in a thirty foot cube above. <laughs> Well, <laughs> oh I guess God. it doesn't matter if I go in the swamp now. I'm ready to go. And I just jump in the swamp okay. and make a splash and start walking. I'm going to go ahead and um, make my... I, I'm, I'm, I'm on 
marches back, but I'm going to try and shimmy up to her shoulder so that I'm sitting on her shoulders because I imagine that will be an easier way for her to have her arms free. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, so Alma sitting on top of Marsha's shoulders, um, Flynn wading through, Kalik wading through, and Shreya um, circling above. As you guys are in this swamp, um, for the time that you guys are, are in the mud itself and not in a raised platform, um, everyone except for Shreya, because he's flying, everyone's movement speed is halved, as this is difficult terrain. As you guys move along, um, can I just get a quick marching order for you guys? Are you guys going in any particular order as you guys are moving through? Um, I mean, it's probably Kellick in the front and then March and I like behind you. Something like that. Yeah. Would March and I be able to be walking next to each other? Like side by side? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be able to say that. Yeah, Yeah, we're probably just trailing behind Kellick. And what I'm going to do is take like passes so like I'm going to circle and I'll go toward the front and then I'll pass over toward the tail end of the line and then uh, just in a kind of way that I'm able to you know see a nice perimeter and while kind of you know I'd be able to hopefully see if we were heading towards something I'd go a little bit beyond the furthest reach of the party before I pass and go back yeah cool awesome Um, so as you guys are traveling through this swamp. I'm going to have everyone make a perception check for me. As you guys are, are wading through and looking for this secondary warehouse. That's a 20 for me. Nice. 30. I got an 8. 6. Uh, 18. Uh, 13. Okay. Um, Shreya and March, uh, as you guys are traveling along here, um, you guys are sort of looking around and as you guys just glance off to your right for a split second, um, you see possibly an animal, possibly something living, sort of sort of running off in the distance and then stopping behind a tree. Um, it's prob- It's a couple hundred feet away, um, but you guys see, it's, it's sort of like, um, you guys are looking around, there's a lot of animals and plant life going on, but most of them are, are smaller. Um, this one was definitely uh, of a bigger size. Um, maybe the size of a humanoid, maybe the size of a deer, something sort of within that range. Um, did you guys see sort of dart behind a tree? All of us saw this? Uh, Just March and Shreya. Okay. I would like to kind of put my head up to Shreya. Is how far how like how far up is Shreya above us? It depends how high Shreya wants to be flying. I would Im- yeah, how high up are- I would imagine uh below the tree line, but like with enough distance that I'm not gonna be like bopping people in the head. So I guess I don't know, fifteen feet above them. The the tops of the you, trees okay. that sort of create this canopy above you are fifty feet oh, up in the air. So you've got oh. you've got quite a bit of room to play with there. Awesome. Okay. Okay, I, I I should have worded that differently. Like, Shreya, are you within earshot? Uh, every now and then I would be yeah. as I, you know, pass around. Okay, so as as like on your next pass around, I'd like to try and like get your attention and be like, Shreya, Shreya, what? Did you did you see that, or am I? Is this place giving me hallucinations? I did see something. Do you see movement? I'm to not your sure right? what it is, but I, there is. I can't tell. I'm not familiar with this part of the world. 
Okay, well, let's just, uh, I don't think you should go, like, none of us should go check it out solo, but let's just keep it on our radar that there's something over there. I, well, I don't really know wait, what. Wait, what? There's, there's, there's something over where? Don't, don't worry. I thought I saw something. We think we see something moving oh, to the right. Look, it could try, be. It's like, I mean, you're above the ground. Can you just, just fly in and get a peek at it? It's like some kind of bog creature or something. That, yeah. that sounds spooky. What? Why don't why don't you go get a good look at All right, it I'll, and let us I'll know? I'll go over and I'm gonna like fly closer toward it, um, and maybe try to I don't know if I saw it in one point I'm gonna approach like I'll take a wide sweep and try to look at it from the side or something. Okay, um, as you fly over now I'm gonna have you make another perception check. You can make this at advantage because you are specifically looking for um, this moving thing, and you know sort of where it last was. All right, yeah, advantage. Oh, nope, that'll help. Uh, that is a 13. A 13. Okay, um, as you approach closer, um, you notice the same movement again. Um, it's, at this point, most definitely humanoid. Um, you can see sort of this flash of a dark cloak Um, as you can see a medium-sized humanoid sort of sprinting in between these trees. And you catch this humanoid full sprint, full, like, using their full movement, sprinting, and as soon as they pass behind a tree to where you can't see them, they vanish. With this uh, knowledge, I'm gonna swoop back toward the party uh, and and it's some kind of uh, earth-walking creature. Uh, they're moving very fast. Perhaps we should prepare ourselves. Are they coming towards us? I'm not sure. No, they're, they're sort of running parallel to you guys. Oh, okay. Not getting... They, from Shrey, from what you saw, they weren't approaching the party any further. They were running directly parallel. They seem to be keeping pace with us in some way, at a distance. Are they also in the bog? Yes, uh, seeming to favor trees. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll just keep an eye out. Yeah, if it hasn't, dis- if it hasn't come at us, let it do a thing, I guess. Did they look like the any of the people that were in the tavern? Did they look like Hologard? I. Didn't get a good look in the tavern, but I did see a green cloak. It was actually um, in in the tavern. Sorry, real quick. Um, in the tavern, the two who were wearing hoods um, very clearly like brown cloaks. Oh, brown. The one that you saw, the one that you saw sprinting, was in a dark black cloak. Ah, I, my memory was escaping me there for a second. It was actually a black cloak. Black and green. If it's dark green, man, sometimes they can look the same. Do birds see color? Or is that... This bog is... Yes, we do. This bog is clouding my vision. (laughs) (laughs) The bog is clouding all of our vision. I don't know. I can see great up here. Yeah, speaking of that, whatever we can do to get out of this as soon as possible, I would appreciate it. Can we keep going forward now? Is, uh-huh. is the bog yes. clouding our, our vision? DM? Are we? 
Um, no, it's very it's very clearly foggy. Um, so like it starts to cloud your vision at distance, um, but you still have you know your your normal line of sight on most things. Um, there's just sort of a general haze around you. Um, but as you guys continue forward, um, you continue on for another five or ten minutes, and as you guys are walking directly in front of you, you guys see at this point. Um, it was kind of hard to see because there are, are trees in a lot of places, so it, it sort of came out of nowhere. Um, but at this point, you guys are about 40 feet away from a deep black onyx staff raising perfectly straight out of the bog. You guys see it, and it's like this this perfectly cylindrical staff just vertically coming out of the the swamp in the mud, um, about five feet tall. But near the top, you see five golden rings, like halos, sort of uh, consecutively, that's the word I'm looking for, consecutively sort of making their way down the staff, sort of floating there, suspended in midair, almost making five golden halos around this staff. Can we see? Is it we just can... sticking up out of the mud? Just sticking up out of the mud. Are we able to determine from this distance, like what it's made of? If it's stone, if it's like what it is, or um, probably not you know? from this distance. It's very dark black, but you would have to get closer to see any sort of makeup. You, the The rings are gold, um, very clearly, as you know, it looks gold. Okay. Wow! Does everybody see that? Yeah, that's super weird. Um, are the rings the rings are going up and down the staff? They're not moving, but there are like five. The five rings are sort of hovering with the staff in the middle of all of the rings. Got um, so it, there's got the staff, it. and then each ring is sort of um, floating one on at top of the other. Slightly different, okay. At slightly different intervals, um, going up the the staff. Can I make a? Spooky vibes check. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, roll a spooky vibes, vibes Let's check. Let's go. I mean, when is it not no spooky? Kidding. <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> uh, that is a 16. Oh, so spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, other, other quick question. Ultra spooky. Is it lustrous or is it dull? Um... In regards to the golden rings? Yes. The golden rings are look to be untouched by the mud around it. Um, they're like these perfectly shiny rings. Okay, Shreya's going to get closer. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. How much closer? Uh, quickly caught by the pulsing r- rings. Uh, he's going to duck in and just like glide down toward them, uh, which is still pretty fast considering I'm flying. <laughs> Try no. Okay. Um, you fly up, and how close are you getting? You you start at about fifty feet away. 50 so feet. how close would you like to get? I'm gonna get within fifteen. Within fifteen. Okay. Um, you get within Love fifteen, them. and uh, you can see that this staff seems to be planted directly into the ground, um, and that these gold rings are just like slowly. Each of them, like the top one, 
is slowly rotating clockwise. The one below it is slowly rotating counterclockwise. The one below that slowly clockwise and like switching back and forth. Have does this staff look familiar to me? Uh, make a history check. Do we notice Shreya getting critical fail? Critical fail. <laughs> you don't uh, really know. Do we notice Shreya getting super close? Has he paused? Yeah, Shreya has has flown within fifteen. And he stopped for sure. Yeah, I'm like kind of hovering right above it. Like, Shreya, yeah. be careful. Stay your hand, Shreya. I'm getting some spooky vibes from this thing. Uh. I asked for help, so here's your chance. Revelare Arcanis. And I will cast Detect Magic. Nice. Okay. Nice. Uh, and I would like to, now I'm assuming it's magical. Uh, if, uh, I, I can detect magic within, the presence of magic within 30 feet. Uh, but it also tells me what uh, school of magic. If any. Hmm. This is interesting. Oh no! <laughs> it's not interesting. It's Things just a you normal never staff. Hear from your it's just a regular, regular staff. Just stay in the it's middle just, of the swamp. No <laughs> okay, I'm gonna a- say, <laughs> I'm gonna say that uh, this staff is uh, conjuration. Conjuration. Yeah. One of the spookiest mm. of magics. Mm. Why is it so spooky? Uh, it's, it seems like conjuration magic. Uh, that means bringing something from somewhere other than here to here in the simplest uh, terms. Uh, do you think it's just bringing the bog, maybe? Like, like maybe it's just bringing the mud and muck. All mu- mud and muck is native to this area. Why would you need to bring more of it? Well, well oh, maybe it's been here forever and that's why it's native to this area and, and there's nothing else. Well... Uh, it's just sitting there. We could just move past it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in the while I have this up, DM, um, can I detect our our uh, hooded uh, uh, watcher observer? What's the range the, on detect magic? It's thirty feet. No, okay. you are not able to. Um, so as Shreya is within fifteen feet, um, are you guys staying back, or would you guys like to move in? With I'm gonna. Try. I'm gonna move. I'm, in I'm gonna to continue try. to walk towards. Yeah, it. reluctantly. And I am on March's shoulders, mm-hmm. so I am. <laughs> so Alma has no choice. Okay. Yeah, reluctantly. Yeah. Awesome. So as you guys all approach, how close are you guys getting to it? I'd like to get within ten. I'd like to get basically where Shry is. At. Okay. Yeah, I'll do awesome. the same. So as you guys are approaching, um, I'm gonna have each of you guys make a. Yeah, I'm going to have each of you guys make a wisdom saving no. throw. No! Uh, Natural 20. Nice. nice. Oh. For a total of 22. Great. Wisdom save. Oh, nice. Uh, 16. Wisdom save. Uh, Flynn has... I just did a crit fail oh, and a natural 20 back to uh, back. 13 for Flynn. Okay. Um, who got above a 15? Alma, Gallic. March. Okay, so Alma, Ethan, Gallic, and March. Um, everyone 
hear all of you guys hear like this deep boom in your heads. You hear like this deep bell sound. Um, Flynn and Shreya, both of you guys take one point of psychic damage mm. as the rest of you guys sort of um, feel this effect not really taking hold um, too much, but you guys feel like some something has happened inside of your heads. Um, as, as like this deep ringing sort of jostles your brain around, it feels like. As that happens, each of the rings, one by one, drops from the staff no. into the mud and disappears into the mud. Another oh, one no. drops, disappears into the mud. They oh. all drop into the mud and there's a couple moments of silence before the staff itself disintegrates from the top, just completely wisping away into nothing. After another couple seconds, you guys see off to your right a little, probably like a five foot area the mud begins to bubble and boil. You see another one off to your right. The mud begins to boil. Another two off to your back. Another one right in front of you. Five areas where the mud begins to boil oh, no. and bubble here. You guys see at the one in front of you, the mud begins to rise up. <sighs> begins to, to elongate and form and solidify into this humanoid shape. And after a couple moments, it just looks like a humanoid shape, but then it starts to solidify and sort of come together. And you guys start to see features within the face. And you guys see an elven man. You guys see the ears that come up, the long hair that drapes down. And you guys see what looks like Farlane in front of you, but made out of out of this, this mud. And off to the left, you guys see another one rise up. And you guys see it's more the size of a child, but like a, a young, young child. And the mud begins to form and solidify around them. And it almost has the features of March. Like you can sort of pick out, like it looks like a young March. The next one off to your right, you guys can see it rising up. And this one's taller and a lot more elegant. And you guys can see another elven feature come up. You guys can't quite tell who this is or what this this looks like. Um, but this is like very clearly that of, of an elven descent. Um, they're about five foot eleven. Um, they're hair is like very long and and well kept and you can see like a very slight golden glow behind the eyes the one one of the ones to your back um you see uh another elvish sort of figure this one sort of smaller and not as young as as the one that sort of has marches same vis visage um but sort of like uh almost like a teenager of an elf looking like almost a younger version of Melaru Cardinal. And you're not exactly sure what what's happening here, but but they, they sort of share some of the same features of Melaru. The other one in the far back, you guys see another humanoid begin to elongate out. This one, not with pointed ears, but a very humanoid look, obviously very human. Um you see like the long beard start to come out 
and you can see this this thin hair, sort of like salt and pepper hair, begin to form around their head. And that is where we're going to end today's session. I thought so I that, hated Farlane enough already. <laughs> that is where we're going to end with these sort of five mud creatures taking different forms around you guys. Um, that is where we're going to end. I had a lot of fun with that one. I hope you guys did too. Uh, ah! But that is where we're going to end. Thank you all so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you all again next Woo! week. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Goodbye, Bye, nerds. Hey, this is Shane. Big thanks to everyone who participated in our digital dice giveaway with D&D Beyond. That was really cool to see uh, everyone who uh, applied, I guess, for that. Uh, sorry if you didn't win, but we will do more of those in the future so you'll have more opportunities. Also, it's a really, really cool way for y'all to show uh, support to the podcast. So we really, really appreciate that. And as always, thank you primarily for listening. That's so important. And uh, liking, subscribing, great reviewing. Tell your friends. And uh, those of you that subscribe to our Patreon, that's amazing. Uh, Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye, nerds.